Well, welcome back to Alternity Thunder Run, episode two, I guess we are. So, where we last left our heroes, air quotes. Players. Uh, they were Doctors. trudging, yeah, trudging back along a deserted desert highway under the baking sun and vultures with a replacement serpentine belt for uh, their war rig, Abigail. Whistling Taylor Swift songs. That's right. Unfortunately, I have created a monster, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. We went to war with the little monsters. Uh, you can blame Davey for all of this, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the audience can't see me, but I'm just trying desperately not to facepalm because I will hit my mic. So, uh, on that note, as you're trudging back to Abigail, it's going to take you a little while. Let's uh, let's talk about the road so far. Just, just a quick, uh, you know, quick impression. What do you think of the system, the adventure, life, the universe, everything? That's right. Yeah, I actually like it. I really like the combat mechanic. See, I'm kind of like I'm kind of sh- uh, a little hesitant on the combat mecha- mechanics i i get the attack rolls themselves but the and it may just be one of those things of like once you get accustomed to it it will move faster but it's so far i'm like this is a lot to keep track of mm-hmm. all of these action points and moving on three and moving on five and doing all that it, it reminds me uh, chad will probably remember this do you remember weapon speed yes D D system yes. weapon speed yeah. which everybody immediately dumped yeah exactly so that's why i'm like it's it's, it's a little a little weird but it may be that sort of thing of like if we get more practice with it maybe i'll it's it's also the sort of thing I think like for example in the book there's a a little graphic of the initiative track mm-hmm. uh the impulse track I guess and having a visual aid would probably help just being able to move your little icon or whatever around the track so you know where oh, you're actually yeah. going to act next that next makes sense would, too. I think would be one of those things that it would really benefit from yeah 100% having like a spinner or something like yeah, that yeah cuz where you're acting is kind of shifting around a little bit yeah i think it's one of the things that really benefit would benefit from a, a visual aid which like i said there is a graphic in the book okay. so i can't say they didn't provide one i just neglected to remember to print them out <laughs> so that's on me more than it is the game but yeah i can see it being a little fiddly particularly if uh, as you're getting used to it right i can see having a problem at start but i think with like boss fights and stuff like that it might be really helpful because we've all had those boss fights where the dude does some insanely powerful devastating move and then on the next turn does an insanely powerful <laughs> devastating move and you're just like what the hell? I need time to heal and stuff. It's sort of like the old uh, arcade fighting games where you just keep spamming the same move over and over yeah. because your opponent can never recover fast enough to exactly. get out of it. Yeah, yeah, and it does, it does, it does help with that because it allows other sort of actions to take place while you're kind of recovering from your action. So it gives the ability, to, you know, your enemy just attacked. It kind of gives you the ability to break and run before they get the chance to attack again. Right. I can sort of see what they're going for. It emulates the ebb and flow of combat. Right. But yeah, I can see it being a little fiddly, particularly without the the visual aid to keep track of where you are. And it may just be because the only combat we've done has just been dogs. So all the dogs, what do you do? They bite. Like, that's all they got. Yeah. But I bet if you have, like, five raiders who one's got a flamethrower, one's got rocks, one's got, like, punching, one's got machine, you know, a machine gun, and they're all moving with different pulses or impulses is that what it's called yeah impulses yeah they're all moving with different impulses even though they're all on the same initiative mm-hmm. number they're all moving at different times yeah and one thing i can imagine is particularly in larger combats it will be a little fiddly i think to keep track of for the gm at least to keep track of a large number of opponents yeah but then again maybe that's an impetus to just keep the combat's relatively small and intimate <laughs> no mass combat i wonder how that would work in the alternative system like with space battles and stuff like that as well that i'll, I'll be interested there are some uh they don't really cover that too much in the core rule book 
because, well, it's the core rule book. Uh, I know with some of the stuff, they have a ship and vehicle section, and there is, and we will probably get into a little bit of that since you're running a war rig, um, and there is a little bit of that explained out in the book, like driving, flying, uh, just generally guiding a vehicle is generally a three-impulse thing. Okay. So it's more complicated than just moving, you know, because moving normally is a two-impulse. Okay. So driving or piloting, just generally controlling it is... Uh, a three impulse at I'm, its default. I'm actually looking forward to see how they do the driving, the combat mechanics. I've I've seen a couple of others, and I don't want to. I guess to, to basically give it a, a point of view, I'm not a big fan of the star finder one or the pathfinder mechanic. I've seen these. Yeah, seen, they're they're a little rough. It's it's harsh. Like it, it seems like it's like a lot to deal with, and everybody gets kind of shoved to the side as it were like it, well it's one bit. of those things that just as a whole i think it's difficult to pull off well right the, the yeah. way they've got their game set up it, it's you know the pathfinder starfinder all those i don't think it scales up two vehicles very well no mm-hmm. because so i want to see how they, these yeah. guys do yeah it kind of it's kind of one of those things that if it's not baked into the system if it if it's sort of added on later it is the subsystems tend to get really complicated right and it's 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 kind of a hard thing to strike that balance on so yeah i'm interested to see how well it how well it runs out in uh, Alternity as well. And it may very well vary depending on the type of vehicle you're using. Okay. You know, starships versus war rig or motorcycle or tank or the what have. Bus. Bicycle. <laughs> war bicycle. <laughs> I say there, I shall run you down with my velocipede. <laughs> <laughs> now I want that, man. I want, I want uh, one-eyed Jack barreling down on one of them, pulls out one of his blunderbusses. Pip. Pip. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's a penny farthing again. <laughs> uh, I should just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and on that note, how about we return to uh, old Captain Jack and Doc Turbo. Sounds great. Wandering down the desert highway. These are stories of how we ended the world. These are the lives of the few that remain. These are the times where life is cheap and bullets, bullets are precious. These are fortunes untold. So you're sweating profusely. I mean, you hauled water with you, but it's it's you're not sure the weight was worth it. And, and that was a fight with a flamethrower ago. <laughs> yeah, it's hot, and you smell like roasted dog, yeah. and it's just a bad scene all around. But the trudge, if you will, back to back to Abigail is disturbingly uneventful. The scablands just usually aren't this calm. I don't trust it. It's... But you uh, you make it back. You've got the belt. Now it's time to get to work, old uh, old Mr. Turbo. Okay. Abigail's pretty heavily modified. Yeah. A lot of armor plating around the engine compartment. You were able to get in there and see that the belt was broken. It's going to take you a little bit of work Yeah. to get to it and replace it. In. So we're going to do a... There's going to be an open-ended mechanics check. Okay. Sort of like what we did for the search. It'll take you... You're going to need three successes. Well, this is the time I'm going to use those talents that I've got. But you have a replacement part. You've got all your talents. You've got your skills. Just having the replacement part is a plus... In this case, is a plus two step bonus. Oh, wow. So... So, I've got my plus one for having my toolkit. 
Okay, so you're at plus three steps currently. I've got fast work during a complex skill-based challenge or technical skill you're trained. Your successful skill checks are worth one more. So anything I get will be worth one more. Okay. And I also, I'm a gearhead. So I gain a one plus step bonus on any technical skills you make to, to repair a vehicle. So you're at, if I'm not mistaken, a plus D12 bonus. Yes. So plus so, four steps. You know what? I can assist. I'm untrained, but I mean, I can, Jack can hold a wrench. He can, can like. Can me the pieces I need while I do it. Yeah. He <laughs> can, you know, Doc Turo's hand is just going to come flailing out from behind the from underneath the engine and you're just going to put a random wrench in it no yeah. not that one it's kind of one of those things of like you know I, we just like jam part of like a tire iron up so i'm just like lifting up part of the engine so you can slide the belt on like, yeah i'm just there to be manual labor holding the flashlight and just i hate the, i hate the, the right two angle. of you so much right now um, hey. so that would be there's only but two you make of us. a you make a reasonable argument so that's a five-step bonus so that's a D plus D20. Oh, doubles. If you fail this. If I fail this, Taylor Swift has left us altogether. <laughs> she has forsaken you. <laughs> Taylor Swift has forsaken me. I will have a string of bad relationships. Okay, so oh, I just read to roll a nine, and if I roll a nine, it goes up a step. So <laughs> if I, what, what's better than a, a 19, I wonder? What's better than that? <laughs> oh, yeah. That one is a 20, a 24. <laughs> So that's stellar plus, basically. Wait, nope, that's a... Yeah, it's 24, sorry. Thank you very much, David. No problem. Uh, stellar plus, ding. So yeah, you... Not only do I modify it, the car can now fly. It's a <laughs> shitty bang bang. But if you hit 88 miles an hour, anyway. <laughs> you hit a wall, wall. Yeah, honestly, you succeeded well enough. I'm going to say you, you cut the time in half. I mean, you're up under there for maybe a half an hour. Cool. But you know this thing inside and out. Yeah. You you sh- you unbolt the armor. You get the the belt back on. You get it back in place in no time. The belt fits perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it was made for it. And you you hop Only back the in the driver's you seat. You hop back in the driver's seat and just fire it up, and it it just roars to life. Yeah. All right. Turn the key. Just sparks. <sighs> we strike out. We're back in the road. Onward. Taylor Swift in the CD That's player. Right. I'm uh, oh, I'm just uh, singing a hymn. I'm in a getaway car. <laughs> <laughs> Crash the car. <laughs> That's it. I'm ending the adventure right now. No, we're done. No. Meteorite comes from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders somehow found an ICBM. It's all over. So uh, while we're, we're driving in relative safety, I want to ask you, how do you heal in this game? Because I took a, a graze. Gotcha. All right. So for wounds. So to actually repair a wound as opposed to stabilizing someone who's dying or what have you, and basically to uncheck that wound box, you got to you have to treat the victim with a medic, medicine skill. Okay. And so you can treat grazes and light wounds during an action scene with no specialized equipment. So you're assumed to slap a bandage on it, tie, you know, duct tape, what have you, and uh, treat it and moved on. Moderate and critical wounds, you have to have specialized equipment. So, you know, like the far future medical kit that allows right. you to, to to do that, or a stem pack, or Something of that sort. So essentially, it would be a skill challenge for the medicine skill okay. to to, uh, to treat uh, to treat a wound. And again, I don't think either of you took anything beyond a graze. No, I, I just have one graze. So do I. All right. Do either of you have the medicine skill? I do not. <laughs> uh, does Doc Turbo? Is that uh, is that doctorate purely in theoretical physics? It's in, uh, <laughs> theoretical physics. Yes. It's a theoretical degree in medicine. <laughs> it's a theoretical theoretical degree. Um, okay, but in this case, since you are just trying to treat 
I mean, functionally scrapes, bruises, minor cuts. Sort of the thing we all do when we accidentally hammer our hand out in the garage. Right. Yeah, I'm going to let you do it untrained. Okay. Can I... I, I know there's some sort of rule for taking extra time. I'm, I'm not trying to do this in the <laughs> middle of combat. Can I like, That's true. take we my time driving and down the road. Like, really, uh, really strap that wound down? Okay, so yes. There, uh, to take extra time, if you increase the time spent by 50%, it's a plus two skill bonus. If you increase the time by 200%, it becomes a plus four skill bonus. So yeah, you can absolutely just sit, take your time, Make sure the wounds, you've picked all the bits of dog tooth and dirt out of it and cleansed it down with bad whiskey. I was about to say, pour some whiskey on there to sterilize it. Yeah, you absolutely can do that. So I I bay like a dog and I do it. Oh, so much. (laughs) Uh, Generally speaking, there is a penalty for treating your own wound just because. Do you want to switch places? You're treating your own wound. But there's two of you, so good news. You can treat each other. But yeah, go ahead and roll. See if you can uh, treat old Doc Turbo here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I got a 19. The difficulty would have been a 16. Yeah. So, yeah, not a problem. You clean the wound, slap some duct tape on it. So you're it's saying fine. with a 200%? Right. You can take... You if, can with, a two, with a 50% time increase, it's a, a two-step pin, uh, bonus. With a 200% time increase, it's a four-step bonus. Okay. And, again, you guys aren't exactly strapped for time, and it doesn't exactly take a long time to patch up a scrape. So, so you've got all the time in the world. Instead of two seconds, we'll take eight seconds. Yeah. You've got all the time in the world we in have this case. the time in the world. Now, like I said, if you're more seriously wounded, there could be issues. But in this instance, yeah. So, it's uh, medicine is an intelligence check. So, it'd be I'd have to roll a 14. Well, of course. And I roll an 18. <laughs> all right. So Just, I patch you up, and I add speed flames <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately they're real flames so now you're burned yes. did you stitch your initials into me <laughs> <laughs> no I branded before. my initials into you there's a difference plebeian <laughs> you're bad people <laughs> I'm just saying uh, you can also do uh, battlefield medicine to uh, treat or stabilize a character in combat Okay. Uh, and it is it's basically a three pulse three impulse action so, you know, which you can't take works. extra you know, obviously you can't take extra time because, well, you're in the middle of combat. But it's it's more or less the same thing. It's the same sort of complex skill check okay. depending on what you're up against. What you guys did is basically single success, you know, way to, you know, it goes away. Things like moderate wounds might take two successes. Severe wounds take three. That sort of thing. Gotcha. And then, you know, of course you're getting into actual surgery for mortal wounds and this and the other, but not something you guys are going to have to worry about, nor would I suggest you attempt because you <laughs> especially know. not on a war rig while untrained. <laughs> while I'm With driving. a flamethrower. Alright, so you're finally, finally on your way again. The sun's at your back, the road's good, it's clear. You make thirty or forty miles from Moses Lake without any trouble. Just cutting through the scab lands along the northern edge of the Palouse. Why are you giving us specifics? <laughs> no reason. Uh, Specifically, this sounds like a trap. (laughs) (laughs) But then, and there it is, a glint of light from a low rise to your right catches your eye. Sunshine on a windshield. Uh, A moment later, you spot a large puff of dust from the hillside and see a group of battered old trucks and uh, dirt bikes bouncing down towards the freeway to block you. Doc, we got company! It looks like Abigail has some unwanted suitors. (laughs) And they are... They are go- they are well ahead of you at this point, so they are going to get on the road out ahead. So they uh, they take up a position on the road out ahead. You see, it looks like two heavy buggies. I mean, they're smaller. They're not war rigs, right? But they're heavily uh, modified out buggies. 
next to an old wreck, and they, they've blocked it. You see several motorcycles, and off to the side with those motorcycles, you see a big war-built, some sort of SUV that's been up-armored. All right, so looking at those buggies, I look at those buggies, I look at our cow catcher, I look at the buggies, I look at our cow catcher. <laughs> Doc, you think you can barrel through them? Oh, I can, and I will. <laughs> Ramming speed! <laughs> Wait, mind if I borrow that crossbow? Go ahead. All right. <laughs> I'm going to take the crossbow. I'm going to stand up into the roll cage, brace that, start aiming. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's just get our initiatives out of the way. Okay. okay. Um, I pretty much know how this is going to, how the initial part's going to play anyway, but seriously. I rolled a one. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Some systems just can't save you from yourself, can they? Yeah. I rolled an 18. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're driving, so that's good, yeah. actually. Uh, let's be perfectly honest here. Well, let's see what our kind and friendly Scablands Marauders... Kind and friendly Scablands Marauders. All right. So I'm going to split I'm going to split these guys up a little bit. The ones off to the side are not going to go with the guys that are on the road. Okay. Just, you know. Uh, let's see. So the guys who are blockading the road, they do not succeed, actually. Yes. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> Yeah, no, they, they failed by one. And then the guys the guys off to the side did succeed, but they are not immediately involved in this. <sighs> Doc? <laughs> so I'm going to try and barrel through. So you're um, just going to ram them. And that's where this combat driving comes in, I guess, the vehicle combat. So this is going to be the interesting part. All right, so you are, you're bailing, barreling forward. And essentially, in order to control the rig, it's give me a drive check. Okay. And this is going to be basically two impulses for your, your essentially your drive and ram. This is basically a two impulse action to control the vehicle. And you kind of have to keep doing this through combat for vehicles. Yeah. Uh, basically driving, you have to use a two impulse action to control your vehicle at least once every other action. So but in this case, the ram is going to be part of that. Okay. And it shouldn't be difficult because, well, you're barreling straight and mashing the accelerator. Also, I'm going to say my guy's uh, driving is... Fantastic. I, I, well, they don't call you Doc Turbo for nothing. Doc Turbo. Vroom, vroom, vroom. All right, so give me that driving check. Okay, I get a plus two as well because of, <laughs> of combat course you driving. Do. Of course you do. Six. Let's see how this goes. A 16 plus a six. That's a 21. I. Uh, that's my uh, top one. I keep forgetting the what these are called again. You're not Stellar. a doctor of mathematics, are you? No. Yeah, because that's a 22. <laughs> a 22, sorry. Oh, a 22. <laughs> So I've got a 22, so I am... Um... Yeah. Given the... How do I put this? Weight difference <laughs> between this thing and the buggies. The two buggies that are parked across the road. And as you as you draw up on them, you see that the uh, Marauders have actually dismounted and are taking cover behind the buggies. <laughs> they were kind of expecting to either force you off the road or have you slow down or something. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> So they are going to get a, a set of shots at you okay. because it, they can they they're going to get a chance to act okay. on impulse two before the bus hits. Okay. Uh, however, so will Davery. Oh, sorry, excuse me, old Jack. Unfortunately, he goes last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because in this case, since they tied for last, highest die roll one. So which was definitely not my one. Precisely. You are the worst pirate I have ever heard of. All right, so they start firing, and they're all aiming at Doc Turbo because you're driving this thing. Yep. 
and they want to stop you from, you know, from hitting the barricade if at all possible or force you to swerve or what have you. That being said, you're in the armored cage up front. Yeah. They get a minus three penalty, step penalty to their attack rolls. Wow. So that's what, uh, minus D8? Yes. Wow. Yeah, the likelihood of them hitting is not real high as do far as I that goes. Do I roll the D8 or do you roll the D8? I do. Oh. <laughs> I'm only better than you, though. Uh-huh. All right, so they've got a... There are eight of these guys with a bunch of light crossbows and a horrible, horrible, horrible chance to hit. <laughs> a bunch of light crossbows. I can just be like, we'll stop them with these tiny crossbows we found in that sports store. Uh, in the kitty section. Uh, they do, however, have a talent called Insane Bravery. They get a uh, plus one step bonus to all attacks if another marauder is within close range. Okay. So that backs it off to a D6 penalty. Poop. That's, that's <laughs> Stop reading. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. Quick, Dave We liked it better. Uh-huh. We need to distract him with more Taylor Swift. That's a 19. That's uh, one hit. Uh, wait, it's a subtraction, not an addition. Oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Oh, damn yeah. Thank you. You're, you're correct. I was For some reason, I was thinking that as so a bonus. So what's the subtraction? Uh, enough that they miss. Yeah. <laughs> By right. far, yeah. Dodge this. No. <laughs> it all plinks off that cage. No. Yes. Because oh. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20. Oh. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, that was a two. Yes. <laughs> That was a two. <laughs> that armor is useful, man. That's a hit. Okay, so that's, that's two, hits. two hits. And there's two remaining. Nope. Nope. Yeah, that armor just... There are crossbow bolts just plinking <laughs> blink, off blink, of this blink, thing. Blink, blink, blink. Now, the vehicle's armor basically only provides cover, so it's not going to subtract uh, damage. But your normal armor will count. Okay. So. All right. All right, so that was two hits. Unlike your crossbow, since these are lighter crossbows, they do not have armor piercing. Okay. Whereas your your crossbow has armor piercing. Yes, it does. So count yourself lucky. Uh, let's see. Those were both average successes. So basically, each of those would be uh, two damage. Unfortunately, that's I, before armor. That's before armor. Yeah. Because my armor is a four, so it's two light, two grazes. Well, your armor's four, and you took. Two two point hits, right? Or two. So, yeah. And the one thing, and I'm assuming that they do a minimum of one damage because all of these, like the dogs, had this, and the Marauder Wilders, which are these guys are called, had this. The Wildish attack deals one wound of the lowest severity if its damage overcomes the target's armor. Okay, well that's fine, but they have a set damage. Like these guys always do two damage or seven damage if they get an excellent or set dollar success, right? There would be no way for them ever to overcome your armor. So I'm presuming, and this is partially a GM's call, I'm presuming that that's supposed to be they will always deal one wound. Yeah. If they if they actually manage to hit you. Like the, the old minimum of one rule from uh, Pathfinder or right. what uh, have. Yeah, I don't know what they're defining as overcoming armor. But yeah, because that's the thing. Because in this case, since armor it only resists damage, I'm presuming overcoming armor means you do more damage than the armor can resist. Right. But the phrasing almost makes me think when they say overcoming armor, they mean that they hit. Well, and I don't know how, I know, because we're using pre-gens, I know my character has a skill called armor training, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that does. That's essentially, if I remember correctly, what that is, that, that does is it's 
essentially you've been trained to use your armor mm -hmm. so that you're not taking a penalty. Okay. So, like, for example, if you're trying to wear, you know, fairly heavy armor untrained, then you take penalties while you're, to your other skills while wearing it. And armor training negates those penalties, and it comes into play in certain situations. Like, I uh, just pulled it up. Uh, trained in the use and occasional abuse of heavy armor plus maintenance and repair. So it comes into it when you need to fix your armor or change it, and that covers everything from bulletproof vests to power armor okay. to whatever. Because if you're not trained in it, you don't know how to move in it, it basically causes you extra encumbrance. But the, I, I bet the big thing is the ability to repair it. That yeah, and that's sense. a big one. Okay. It's the, basically the ability to move, and you can also get, as you devote points to armor skill, it reduces some of the penalties associated with armor. Because some armor gives you penalties to speed or to using skills while you're wearing it. And you can also get, like, improved coverage. if It negates certain drawbacks to the armor. Makes sense. Because you're better at using it. Okay. So that's where it comes into it. But, yeah, again, maintenance and repair is a big part of that as well. It's just general care and feeding of your armor. Okay. So, again, that's part of a GM, a GM call for me, because it doesn't make any sense for that to be there otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going with the assumption that they're going to do a minimum of one point because so they hit you two light grazes yes functionally okay. you take two grazes because you're being impacted it's basically bruising yeah like it didn't get through your armor but you're gonna feel that in the morning you, you would you know and i might be wrong if you know if i'm interpreting that wrong someone tell me but yeah. that's what we're going with that okay. works and now it's the war rig's turn oh yeah yeah so well, I'm it, gonna shoot. Oh, I'm sorry, I did that's forget right. about old Captain Jack. I, I, I took the crossbow. Yeah, so I right. have that guy. Is there any one particular person who looks more dangerous than any of the others, like Lord Humongous or anything like that? If you had to guess, Lord Humongous is with that armored SUV that's off to the side of the road. That makes sense. He's he not shit. putting himself in the front of this Could thing. Could he shit the armored SUV at the side of the road? You can certainly try. Why don't you go for one of the tires? Yeah, okay. Let's let's do that. It's armor piercing. There you go. All yeah. right. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, so you're going to try. You're on a moving war rig. <laughs> you're trying to. Are you actually going to target the tires? You're just going to take a pot shot at the uh, at the SUV. Well, is, are there rules for damaging vehicles with weapons? Or is it? There are. Um, you know what? Yeah, we'll try and we'll try and aim. Yeah, I mean, vehicles kind of take damage, sort of like characters do. They get wounded, penalties, and whatnot. So you could potentially. You could potentially do enough uh, enough damage to this SUV if you're really lucky that you might be able to. How much does your crossbow do in damage? Because if I have to do like person and I have to do like seven, I, depending on what your damage is, that might be worth it. The crossbow impulse attack. It was 1d6 plus, plus four, depending on range. Well, it's 1d6 and then, let me pull it up. Is it 1d6 like plus zero slash oh, plus, plus four? plus one step. Depending on the where you... Ah, uh, yeah, it's plus one step if you hit 17 or 22 with it. Yeah, it's basically 1d6 plus zero, and then if you get an excellent or a stellar, it's an additional four. Yeah. So it becomes 1d6 plus four on an excellent or stellar, and it's armor-piercing three, so it negates three points of armor. Okay. So yeah, I'll shoot that. All right. All right, so this is hand uh, primitive weapon? Yeah, this would be primitive weapon. Right. You have Travis. primitive weapon? I do not, so uh, okay. I'm just going for a straight agility. All right. Uh, I'm... Let's see, you're pretty good at... You're a river pirate. So yes. you're pretty decent. You are having to deal with him 
swerving around and the incoming impact. I am going to say it's probably a one-step penalty. Okay. Just for hanging over the side of the war rig and that, trying to, that makes total sense. to shoot him. Can I do an aim action or maneuver or something? Aim. You're not going to have time. Okay. Because the, the Bronco is going to hit before... It, honestly, it's going to hit before your action is up anyway, but you can snap off a shot. Okay. But you're not really going to have time to carefully aim before the Bronco impacts the buggies. That makes total sense. And then really, really screws up your aim. I got it. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, roll. Uh, what'd you get? Did you get a regular success? Or did you get I, a... Yeah, I just got a regular success. I got All a right. 16 just squeaked in. All right. Well, roll your damage. Let's see if... Uh, Let's see if anything actually happens here. Because this right, thing is so. fairly heavily armored, but... Yeah. You and know. you said it's just a D6. It's uh, just a D6, but mm. remember, you do get that armor penetration. Which is nice. That's four. Okay, you uh, you actually do... You land it in the rim of the tire. Somehow, <laughs> Hail Mary, you, you it does thunk into the tire. You don't know if it actually did anything, but by God, you hit. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> and you don't really have any time to think any more on it, because at about that point... <laughs> Doc Turbo lets out this war whoop. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I take it you're standing up to see through. Right. I'm gonna bump you and say, "Get down! I'm about to show you something." <laughs> Emily is about to to make her entrance. All right, so you're warned. So I'm assuming you're bracing for impact. I'm bracing and dropping down. Yeah, which is good. So yeah, you slam into this thing. You've already yep. made your driving check. Honestly, it's no contest. The, the weight difference between these two buggies and this war rig is... It, yeah, it's, it's like smashing a fly. I mean, they you slam into them, they plow over the marauders behind them and just smear them across the pavement. As, and they just go tumbling off. And in true dramatic fashion, fuel tanks rupture and they just go up in a ball of fire off to either side of the road. That being said... Luckily, you did warn him. Give me an acrobatics check. Oh, no. But because he did warn you, you got down, you braced, you get a plus three step bonus. Oh, good, because I, I am not that great at this. <laughs> hey, that's a 19. You're good enough, enough at it. So, yeah, you, you hunker down and you grab onto a bench seat and you feel it. I mean, it just rattles your teeth as you go through this. And, like I said, bits of buggy and marauder just spray everywhere. <laughs> like I said, in true true dramatic fashion, they just go up in a ball of fire. <laughs> you don't think they meant uh, Asha standards. <laughs> Take that as a firm refusal to dance. Now, you did lose uh, you did lose a fair amount of speed when you hit them. Yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming you're flooring it up, but as you do, you hear those uh, motorcycles kick to life. Uh, and they're, they are uh, very rapidly gaining on you. And you're pretty certain these are not people you can outrun. Okay. And on that note, I'm going to do a initiative for the motorcycle riders. Unlike, unlike State Swift, we're not out of the woods. Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> but you know, the funny thing is, as opposed to apocalyptic world, when... Taylor Swift becomes a saint. <laughs> oh, I don't want to live in this world anymore. Anyway. Nobody wants to live in the post-apocalyptic world. Uh, I could not roll to save my life, so they actually failed their initiative check. 
Nice. I'll let you guys keep your initial initiatives. It's cool. it's a continuation. Thanks. I know. <laughs> well, considering what a we've, pal. Killed, we've killed everyone in front of you, so they're actually behind you now. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you you look back and you see eight motorcycles. That's a lot of freaking uh, dirt bikes, essentially, just uh, swarming up. So I have a question. And they're fast, a lot faster than you. Yep. Hero points. You get them awarded when you do epic things. I just drove... I didn't say that. How do you get your hero points awarded? Uh, it is partially GM Fiat. It is partially by hitting significant milestones in the adventure. Were those buggies milestones? I definitely, we I hit, definitely hit something. <laughs> no, they were road bumps. <laughs> All right, fine. You, this is the fourth scene. Sure. You know what? I'll give you, give you each a hero point back. Woo! Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, I think definitely that was hitting a milestone. Was uh, one of those guys named Milestone? <laughs> <laughs> it's like fire at will. What did Will ever do to you? <laughs> so I definitely see some uh, buggy, some uh, motorcycles catching up on us. Jack. Yeah, so they come roaring up in hot pursuit. It's uh, You can see there are actually four here, and it looks like the other four have, have held back. Yeah. For the time being. So there are four of these patchwork dirt bikes are zipping up to you. There's the rider, and behind them, there's a passenger. And you can see those passengers are starting to stand up. They're going to try and board. No, 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 no. So, and they, at this point, there's no way the bus can outrun them. Yeah. I mean, they're they are way, way too fast for you to get away from these guys. That being said, Doc... You go first. I have combat driving. I can ram or run over an enemy while driving. So does that mean like, you know, the side bumps you kind of do? Or like slowing down just the right moments so they hit the back of your car? Or like doing any kind of like combat driving? Fair enough. At this point, you're essentially going to try and ram them. Well, sideswipe. Side well, swipe. yeah, but I mean, for the purposes yeah. of the rules, you're functionally trying to hit them with the bus. Love yes. tap. <laughs> it's just a slightly different type of part of the bus than you hit the last guys with. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll shout out, Veer left! Veer left! So do, with him veering left, do I get a, a bonus from that? <laughs> Fine, sure, I'll give you a step yeah. bonus. Alright, now what this is going to be is, this is essentially going to be an opposed driving check, because okay. they are going to try and get out the way. Like you would. <laughs> As, you know, makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to roll my... Uh, from this, I also get my bonus because I've got the combat driving. I would normally roll a D6. <laughs> what a surprise. They have combat riding. Ah. Uh, well, they course. can ride themselves right to hell. <laughs> and I'm going to drive. Nine plus a four. <laughs> so that is a 13. I do not succeed. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and roll just to see if they, like, like way outclass you. But... Uh... Yeah, they way outclass you. But at this point, you you swing the bus over, and the guy, the two guys on that side, just sort of jerk the motorcycles to the side. Uh, they 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 see it coming, and they just swing over and back. It is a big and they they bus. succeeded their driving check, so they don't go off on the shoulder or anything. They don't lose it. So unfortunate, but you know, so. <laughs> no, no, no. Captain Jack over here is acting like, you know, he should get to do something. I don't, I'm not saying like I should get to, just like I kind of hope I can. <laughs> All right. Well, they it is still the Marauder's turn because they, you know, failed, but they failed better than you. 
get up and they're going to try and board. Now, that being said, I would allow you as a, essentially you can counter their action. Okay. And so, you know, we mentioned there were contested rolls or opposed checks before. Right. There's also something you do, which is countering a check. So these guys are going to have to make an acrobatics check to get onto the bus. So, and at this point, they are, they've done this before. They know what they're doing. They've got a decent chance of succeeding. What you can do is you can attempt to counter that. All right. And so what a counter does is it's not a straight, it's not an opposed check in the same way. You're not, it's not like, you know, I see them, whatever. This is reducing their level of success. So say they roll, they get an average success. You roll and you succeed at countering them, you can reduce that success by one level. Okay. So an, a, a, an average success suddenly becomes a failure. If right. that, so, you know, rather than grabbing onto the side of the bus, they, they you know, they blow it and thud, 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 thud. <laughs> yeah, let's do that, man. I'll, I'll grab one of these uh, tools from when we were working on Abigail that's been laying around, like a big wrench or a tire tool or something, and swing at one of them to <laughs> hopefully startle them. Just, just trying to, to lose them. So, all right. So, essentially, they get to make their skill check first. All right. And then at this point, what will happen is you'll make a an opposing check functionally, and it will reduce their success. So I need to see basically how well they did beforehand. All right. Now, these motorcycles are going pretty fast. That is going to reduce their bonus to jump because they came roaring up and his attempting to ram them. So they're, they're a little off kilter, so they're actually not going to get the die step bonus they would otherwise. So in this case, actually, you know what? I'm going to say with the with the veering and the slowing down, they don't actually get it. Not going to get a bonus to jump on the bus, at least not this round, or at least not the two on on the right side that he tried to ram. So let's see. So they have to make an acrobatics check. All right. So they need a 14 plus to succeed. All right. Okay. The first one just straight up fails anyway. <laughs> Because I rolled a five. Yay. Nice. The second one does succeed, but it's only an average. So I'm not going to make you make an acrobatics check because that doesn't make any sense. Right. What skill do you think just a straight up, like, unarmed skill or melee skill, what do you think would, would be an effective counter where you're trying to essentially make them lose their grip or not, you know, not hold on to the side of the bus? I was thinking like a hand-to-hand, like a, like, just like. I mean, functionally, I'm punching them, yeah. but like I'm, yeah, I'm shoving them off, or I'm doing okay. something like that. All right, give me a roll. Let's see if you can, uh, if you can beat this guy. He just got an average success. So, honestly, if you make an average success, all right, well, I get a one-step bonus when I'm using brawling. I, I, I should have known better. May the swift be with you. That's right. I hate you both. Uh, 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 um, that's well, impressive. That's uh, that looks pretty nice, man. That's looking like a seventeen. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the one guy he 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 makes the jump, you know, the war boy functionally. <laughs> he makes the jump and he grabs onto the side of the bus. And as he's starting to scramble up, I just I imagine you just you take like a big pipe wrench or something. And as he he levers himself over the side, you just kind of like underhand swing it and catch him in the chin. Four, yeah. <laughs> and he just goes over the back. The first guy failed anyway. So the first guy, as he's jumping, he hits the pavement and just. Like if he came, he came. If he came out with road rash, he's probably <laughs> probably really lucky. 
What's your? Was that an average success for you, or was that a excellent? Thing? That was an average. Okay, it was, it was barely. All right. So yeah, the other guy, he uh, you you wallop him, and he just goes flying back. The motorcycle rider manages to veer around him, and but the guy hits the pavement and just bone crunchingly. Point the wrench at him. We are never ever getting back together. <laughs> You can see why they locked you up. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Uh, on the other hand, there are two guys on the other side. Uh-oh. And I'm going to say, you're probably not going to be able to get back over to counter them. Probably not. So, let's see if uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledumber manage to make their jumps. But the same thing, they're not going to get a bonus because the bus is swerving crazily. and the, you know, So, they're not able to effectively match speed. I cannot roll to save my life. So one of them hits the side of the bus and <laughs> goes down. Gone. Another one's the gone. other one Another grabs one's the dust. side of the bus and he manages to lever himself over. Another one hits the bus. <laughs> Another one hits so yeah, you've got this this uh, wilder with this like call it a war club if you want, but it's basically a hunk of lead pipe with uh, nails, spikes, and and you know other bits of sharp scrap welded to it. And yeah, he he comes hauling himself over the side and. And stands up, and you know he's he's uh, he's ready to go toe to toe with you. I do not like this. <laughs> On the other hand, uh, now let me check. I'm not sure that countering an action. It does not say that a counter check counts as an action of your own. Oh, it does not say anything about using your own impulse as a counter. So that being said, now while it would make it would make sense that that were true, rules is written. It does not say that you use that you counter it. At least not in this section that you counter by using your own impulse. Given that, I'm going to say you can go ahead and take your action. All right, I'm going to use that pipe wrench and I'm going to hit him. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah. And the motorcycles they took their action was basically just matching speed, so they haven't had a chance to open up on you or anything. So yeah, all right. Well, I have a plus one step bonus with blunt weapons, so let's see what we get here. <laughs> nice. Ow. Nice. May- oh, man, I'm better at melee than I thought. <laughs> I got a 19. A 16 would have been an excellent. All right, so you didn't quite make uh, Stellar, is that right? Right. Stellar okay. is 21. Uh, so gotcha. Close. Uh, uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Okay, so... Uh, club. Not that I think it's going to be a problem. Is um, 1d4 plus 2. All right. Let's see what we got here. 4. That's I, that's good enough. I mean, the, the, these guys are... Uh, functionally, these guys are minions. Okay. So they don't get the same wounds track that, that PCs or important NPCs get. Gotcha. So, all right. So you got an excellent success. And you you just send him flying back off the war rig. The guy, the motorcycle that's on the other side, blows his his driving check to avoid uh. him. <laughs> Why? Because I feel like it. Rolls a five on his driving check anyway. The guy that goes flying off the war rig hits the guy on the motorcycle. <laughs> the motorcycle just flips out of control, and they both just take very high speed 
dirt naps. <laughs> just High speed smeared. <laughs> oh, that was just messy. Do you scream witness me or anything <laughs> when right. that uh, when they go down? All right. Well, I will ride it hard off. Okay. Well, so at this point, I think we are back around to, if I'm not mistaken, Andrew. Yes. Doc Turbo. I'm going to do another one of those ram checks and see if I can. See if you can. Uh, wallop. Sideswipe them. Yeah. All right. So. Are you just gonna, you're going to try and hit all of them? You're just going to jerk side I'm to side and whole, see if you the, can. The wiggle. You're going to do the shimmy. <laughs> Figure eight. All right. Well, give me a check. Let's see if. Uh, 12. So I dip. Uh, with my driving... Oh, yeah, I succeed. Let's okay. see how well I succeed. No, yeah, it's just a 13. Okay, well, let's see if they're... Because they get their opposed driving check. Yep. Let's okay. see if they can get out of the way. One of them does. One of them doesn't. One of them doesn't. So the yeah. one on the left, the, the remaining one on the left, he sees you coming, and he 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 almost loses it. He goes off onto the, onto the shoulder, but this is a dirt bike. He manages to recover, bring it back around... You swing back real hard to the right. Those two, not so much. You hear this just semi-metallic thud against the side of the of Abigail, and then the bus bounces as they go up under the wheels. Ooh. And yeah, the the remaining guy, he he breaks off at that point. He he does not want any more of that. Mm-hmm. The other four, however, well, let's put it this way: you hear this howl of, of an engine behind you. Uh-oh. And it's you see... SUV. Yeah, you see the biggest of those vehicles coming up. It's this huge armored SUV, and there's some sort of heavy weapon on the back. The The remaining motorcycles have, have fallen back, and they're kind of flanking it. They're, they're basically running Outrider, but in the, in the bed of this truck, it's basically a technical. You see two marauders working this thing. The driver, the entire cab... It's sort of like the Abigail. It's got a steel cage all the way around it. And you, there's also a pair of marauders clinging to the sides with with melee weapons. Like they're intending to board as well. But what really should probably concern you is the weapon in the back. Yeah. And let's see where our friend in the SUV comes in the initiative order. Shall we? Please roll a one. Please roll a one. Please roll a one. Please roll a one. Actually, I'm going to do I'm going to do two of these: one for the driver, one for the guys who are operating the gun. I don't know who I want to have the one roars. Driver, well, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the driver succeeds really well. Oh, uh, not quite a stellar, but that's an excellent success for the driver. Oh. The gunners, I'm going to he's do. He's do up this. there with me. Uh, the gunners fail actually. So luckily for you, the gunners are, but they got a seven, so they still. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Is there a refocus option or anything? You know, I'm not 100%. There seems like there needs to be a way to improve your initiative. And I'll have to look up. But for the moment, eh. All right. So, Andrew, did you get an excellent success here driving earlier? Or was it just, I believe it was just an average, correct? It was a 19. Okay. So, actually, for you, that is an excellent success. An excellent, yeah. I was one off of my... Because they got a 20. And the highest roll breaks ties yeah it does so in this case the SUV goes first humper nickel (laughs) alright and it's gonna do the exact same thing to you that you did to the most motorcycles or at least it's gonna try to 
it you hear the engine on it just it howls and he comes running essentially right up your tailpipe so here's the thing my combat driving when mm-hmm. an enemy driver attempts to ram a vehicle you're driving you can attempt a driving check as a reaction to this to avoid yeah. this attack yeah you will get your driver it's the same reason that the motorcycles uh got a, a check is because they also had combat riding okay the thing is the guy you're up against in the suv guess what he also has Oh, poop. <laughs> he has combat driving. All right, so it's an, it's an, essentially a combat driver versus combat driver. Here we okay, go. Okay, so he comes hauling up behind us. Yeah, essentially it looks like he's just going to ram into the back of Abigail. Okay, so, um, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll just scream out to you, slam on the brakes, slam on the brakes, and maybe we can uh, hit him before he's prepped. Okay. Um, does that... Upgrade me any at all? He's actually trying to hit you. I don't think, honestly, I don't think so. Yeah, but he's he's bracing for when he hits us, and so I'm kind of hoping maybe what we can do is a little bit we, earlier. Yeah, we slam into him a little bit so he's not quite prepared. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Not in this case. All right. I'm pretty. I, I'm I'm pretty generous. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. Well, in that case, then go right. Go right. Oh, 19. 21. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You've, he's getting all his rolls back. This is this. how I got my groove back. Uh, start talking to Taylor Swift. Start talking to Taylor Swift. <laughs> so. Brady Taylor. Brady Taylor. <laughs> all right. So in this case, he, the armored front end of this SUV just slams into Abigail. I mean, Give me an acrobatics check. Again, I'm going to give you the plus three step bonus. You saw it coming. You're braced. All right. Just to, All right. And this is to see if you just yeah, lose it. I got All it. right. So you managed to get that. You don't take any damage from the impact. So. <laughs> I'm holding on to two parts of the roll bar as it slams. All right. So old Abigail here is going to oh, take some no. damage. Not my baby. Okay. I had to see exactly how much this is going to hurt. Uh, here we go. Marauder War Bronco. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. It's going to do 2d8 physical damage. Okay, Ooh. so I don't know what is Abigail's uh, strength. Abigail is so they're all they're both armored. Okay. So that will factor in. Essentially Abigail has uh, durability is 7 physical for her armor. Mhm. She has three grays, three light, three moderate, two critical, and one uh, mortal. And at mortal, of course, it's destroyed. Yeah. So, So, sorry, go on. Oh, I was going to say, so much like us, he's going to roll 2d8. We're going to subtract seven and kind of see where it lands. Yep. All right. Please roll low. Please roll low. Whereas by by comparison, and part of the reason I didn't even roll for the bikes, Abigail's ram damage is 2d10. Because okay. it's, a, it's a much bigger, heavier vehicle. And the Marauder, again, has a, a similar level of armor, just because it's super heavily armor-plated. Okay. Whereas Abigail, part of her armor just comes from the fact that it's a giant bus. And you may not necessarily hit something critical anyway, because, well, you know, there's a lot of kind of empty space there. Right. And I'll also cover the two Marauders that are going to try and jump aboard when this ram goes off here in a minute. Uh, that is nine points of damage. 
That's two. So yeah, Abigail's armor absorbs seven of that, so you've taken a graze. All right, okay. So that's not terrible. So, yeah, so, you know, it's it, now what it is going to do is uh, it's going to cause you a little bit of a problem for your next drive check. Okay. Because you're going to have to recover. So I'm going to assess you a penalty on that. The two guys that were on the side, when the when the Bronco hits, they take that as their chance because they're right there and they're going to try and leap onto the back of the war rig. All right. Uh, I'm not going to give you a counter because you were currently you're holding on for dear life, trying not sense. to uh, try not to fall overboard or smash your head on the yeah. <laughs> on the paneling or you know what have you. So one makes it, one doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, in this case, in true dramatic fashion, if they don't make it, they just disappear under the wheels of the of the Bronco. These guys are these guys are are functionally they're cannon fodder. So yeah, one leaps aboard, and you know he's got his his war club at the ready. And at this point, my turn. <laughs> Does he get an opposal to that? No, because no, he was bracing like, for impact, uh, so he can't really put himself in position to oppose it. You're just you're just terrible at your job, uh, Andrew. Go ahead and give me another drive check. Because okay. at this point you're trying, you just got rammed. You're trying to recover. Uh, there's going to be a, I'm going to call it a one step penalty because the damage is fairly minor. So okay. a D4 penalty. Well, so well, it's one step. So if you have a bonus, just reduce that bonus by okay. a step. All right. So I think I think your bonus was D6, so it'd be a D4. Nineteen. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so yeah, you recover without any real uh, problem, and that was your. I recover excellently. And that was. Uh, there's going to be your next two impulses because that was your control check. Because okay. you have to keep making control checks while you're driving. All right, so those guys leap aboard. Debris, the heavy weapon actually gets to go because they they Christ they beat you out on. All they right. failed, but they got a seven. So let's see what uh, this 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 might hurt a little. Uh, I'm just saying. Marauder gunner. Hopefully, I have a war boy as armor. Hmm. Let's see what. Do you we think got they here. care to shit through a warboy? That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping that warboy acts as armor. <laughs> You're hoping he acts as a blade you have of a armor. Plus two to your armor, yeah. a human body, but it disintegrates. All right, so they swing this thing around, and it just takes you just a second as they fire because you hear, rather than the expected sound of a gun, you hear kachunk and a canister. Oh no! <laughs> That's a grenade launcher. Oh crap! Uh, I have a. Bonus. I don't have. I don't have anything against that. By the way, That's, there's no. There's no roll against getting short. Bloody hell! <sighs> I rolled a nine. Yeah. So oh. the the fuse on this grenade apparently wasn't set quite right. It hits the deck next to Captain Jack's feet. It it ricochets up, and you see it go past the cage at the front of the war rig, and ex- and detonate up ahead of you. And you just hear just shrapnel just pinging off the front end of the uh, of Abigail as this thing goes off, and you hear a, you hear very loud cursing <laughs> coming from the uh, the two guys on the uh, on the gun. It's fine. I'm safe and sound. <laughs> He doesn't care about you. He cares about <laughs> Abigail. Nobody can see, but I'm actually glaring at Dave. <laughs> and now it's Captain Jack's turn. Finally. So you got a war boy on the rig with you. Right. And you got two war boys manning the gun on the Bronco. 
which the Bronco won't be able to go again. Same thing for a couple of impulses. Well, forget those guys. Forget this guy in here. I'm pulling out one of my blunderbusses and shooting one of those guys. <laughs> All right. So they're basically hunkered down behind a... There's essentially an armored shield on mm-hmm. this. So they are going to have some armor, unlike most of the, the war boys that you fought who are just wearing rags, functionally. Right. Does that give me a penalty, or does that give them... No, armor? that's just going to give them armor absorption. So this won't affect your direct uh, attack roll. Nice. Oh! Nice. Oh! That is a 16. Uh-huh. A 17 would have been an excellent success. Oh. So, actually... Check your talents. Um... No, my talents, weirdly, for firearms are involving firearms I don't own. Okay. But I don't know how much armor this is. I'm going to go ahead and blow my hero point. Oh, oh you're going to upgrade it. I'm going to upgrade it. All right. Uh, given the range, you're only going to be able to hit one. I know your blunderbuss can potentially hit two, but at range, that spreads out. So you're going right. to basically, you're going to catch one effectively. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that is eight points of damage. Ooh. Uh, so they have three armor. These guys actually have a wound track, okay. uh, unlike the rest of the guys. So you don't kill him, but you hear him just scream in pain. It, it tears through like his shoulder. There's blood everywhere. Nice. But he's still he's still clinging to the gun. But yeah, it, you you tore him up pretty good. Now. Uh-oh. I also have a talent called shoot and stab. Uh-huh. If I get an excellent success on a melee or a ranged attack, I can make a melee or a ranged attack on an adjacent opponent. Oh, you sneaky git. Yep. All right. You may use the weapon in your other hand to make a free attack with a negative one-step penalty against any adjacent target. Which, in this case, was that pipe wrench. Yep. Because you were still holding on to it, so. <laughs> so I'm going to try and hit this guy. <laughs> All right. Well, you got a, you got a one step penalty. So yep. I right. don't think this makes him sneaky. I think this is well planned. You have a grenade launcher. <laughs> I missed. Didn't quite. Yeah. Yeah. Barely. But yeah. You swing. And he he manages to duck under it. Uh, I blame that penalty because that one step penalty negates my one step bonus. So oh, I would have gotten it if I just rolled two on those bonus. All right. So Andrew still is in the in the act of controlling the war rig. You've gone. The jump onto your war rig was one impulse. So that means the war boy gets to go. Okay. So he, he basically took uh, took his movement. So. Was it they say when they spray it onto their faces? I'm chrome or something like oh, that? Oh, shiny. shiny I will chrome. ride forever, shiny and chrome. Shiny and chrome. Witness me. Witness, Witness me. me. No, that's what they screamed when they jumped onto the war yeah. rig. All right. This is a Marauder Wilder. He's got a war club. We do recommend any listeners watch Fury Road um, right after this to to continue the feel of uh, surviving a post-apocalyptic hellhole. He barely makes it. It's an average success, so he barely, barely makes it. Son of a gun. Eh, you know, you got armor. It's true. Uh, so, damage of three, and you're wearing armor of, what, five? Five, yeah. So, again, minion attack, you take a single point of... Uh, battering damage. I've been shot twice. That's crazy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You guys are, are much more heavily armored than most of these guys. Uh, so yeah, it it thuds into your armor. I mean, you feel it, but it doesn't penetrate. Right. You don't crack a rib or anything. All right. So that's going to be back to the drivers again. So he goes before I do. Yep. Okay. So the SUV 
actually, he backs off, and he's going to have to make his own driving check. Uh, no, that's just for ramming or running. So, yep. He just gets his driving check. Yeah, he's okay. He manages to uh, keep it steady, but he actually falls back a little bit away. You don't know if it's in preparation for something else, but he actually falls back. At the same time, however, you hear the sound of motorcycles. Okay. You hear the you hear the four these sons of. You hear the the uh, the remaining four motorcycles are come are coming zipping up along the side. Uh, make sure, yeah, they're fine. They don't get a chance to board yet, but they come roaring up on either side of the bus, two on either side. Doc Turbo, I'm gonna do my little shuffle. Uh-huh. I figured try you were shake off these pesky marauders. Yeah, I really would. I would. I should have printed out. I will say I should have printed out the visual aid because I'm having a little bit of trouble keeping the turn order straight. Yeah. So yeah, like having a, a tokens or something on the track would be helpful. Because it, it's, it's getting a little difficult with this many combatants to kind of keep it straight in my head. And I may have already messed it up a little bit. Or even one of those things I've seen uh, a lot of people where they'll have uh, like just a dowel stuck on a rod and then the uh, clothespins mm-hmm. and they'll swap them in and out. Yep, or like a magnetic board with different colored stickers on it or something, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so here we go. That's a 16 for my driving. So it's already an excellent, but I've got my plus, <laughs> plus D... Uh, D6, whatever this thing on. is. Oh, that's a 21. That would be a success with... Uh, what's superior? That? Superior Stellar. success. Stellar. Stellar. All right, they get their opposed driving check. That's going to be hard to beat. Yes. That's going to be real hard to beat. Oppose this. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because this is just... This is not to ram or run over, so this is a straight driving check for them. I'm not sure they... Uh, nope. Oh, hell no. Uh-huh. Nope. So, yeah, I didn't with that kind of success, I really didn't expect it. But, yeah, you, like, a couple of them, you manage to clip with the bus. They lose control. A couple of them, they manage to dodge, but they get far enough off the road that they get into the sand and they wipe out. <laughs> they Basically, their, their bikes slide out from under them, and them and their passenger just, just lose it. They may not be dead, but they're down. And the passengers, because of that, never got a chance to try and board. Oh, nice. Yeah. So at this point, it's... Uh, Us in an SUV with a grenade launcher. <laughs> yeah. That kind of evens the odds just slightly, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So now it's time for your favorite part of the combat. The guys on the grenade launcher get to go oh. again. Oh, these guys again. Didn't they, didn't they forget that at home or something? <laughs> <laughs> One of them is wounded, so they are going to take a little bit of a penalty to, yeah. to aim. But right. there are two of them. Uh, you know, it's a crew-served weapon. So, yeah. They, they're they not happy with you right now, so let's uh, see what happens. I'm not happy with them either. They have hurt my Abigail. <laughs> they hurt your baby. They hurt my baby. <laughs> Don't hurt my baby. All right, see what we get here. All right, so that's going to be an excellent success. Whoa! Shaz So even with their penalties, so they are... So I don't roll opposing with this. No, this is a this is a grenade. So oh, that's going to be a D eight plus four physical oh. damage. <laughs> Please roll low. Ouch. Please roll low. Uh, I can feel this. That's going to be maximum damage because oh. <laughs> I rolled an eight. Um, so, Doc, you almost you almost hear it. They aim low. This grenade goes up under the bottom of the bus. You hear chink, chink, 
It hits the underside just under the driver's compartment and detonates. So, uh, and uh, Abigail's armor still still makes the, you know, it still helps, yeah. of course. But uh, that is going to be enough damage to put you... Let's see what we got here. Well, that, that's a light wound, right? Yeah, that does put you into light. So at this point, you are going to take a one-step penalty to basically to driving the bus. You're, you're, you're going to start... Uh, well, now, now I'm confused because, at least on our sheet, light says light wound no effect. Uh, it, it is different for vehicles. Okay, that's that was it, where the confusion was. It, it, it is specifically in this particular case, you took just enough damage to edge over into a light wound. Right. And at light wounds, you start taking penalties for steering because you've considered to have taken enough. You're beyond cosmetic damage. Got you started to take damage to the suspension, the tires, and that sort of thing. That would make sense because we are in motion. Yeah. Right. Whereas... You know, for for a human, a light wound is I've got a I've got a, a decent cut. It's painful. It's bloody, but it's not actively stopping me or causing me mechanical problems to keep moving. Okay, that makes total sense. So yeah, it's it's essentially, you know, now the the, the steering's getting a little rough. You know, she's she's dragging a little bit as yeah. you're trying to as you're trying to steer. So let's see. That would uh, actually, does that put us back? That put it to Jack? Yeah, Wait. that actually does put it back to Jack, and then, or no, Jack, you fired your... So I have a question. Well, these guys, the, the grenades just fired, and I'm the last, so... Oh, that's true. Yeah, so we're, we're back to Jack, and then back to uh, the rigs. The, we've forgotten the war boy inside the, on the bus as well. You're right. Oh, yes. you are correct. That's I did forget the war boy. That's but who goes next. I also want to add one other thing. Because they hit us with a grenade launcher and the, the bus violently shook, would they take any like athletic or rattle damage? Not really. Uh, I mean, the bus is heavy enough that a an HE grenade going off underneath it isn't going to significantly cause it to move. Okay. I mean, honestly, this thing weighs what? <laughs> 60,000 pounds or something, something ridiculous yeah. with the armor and everything, so... Yeah, I don't think that's going to be... It, it's not going to cause a significant buck. I mean, you'll feel it, but not enough to, to cause you any real problem. All right, War Boy. I did forget about him. That's who I was thinking. I'm like, there's somebody I'm... Something I'm missing. And like I said, I am having a little bit of trouble without a visual aid. His name is Bert. Bert the War Boy. <sighs> this War Boy is completely incompetent, but I suppose that's why he's cannon fodder. No, he misses. Excellent. Misses completely. Uh, he's just standing there. Swinging his bat around, flying around the place, not able to hit anything. <laughs> uh, now it's One-Eyed Jack's turn. So sure, why not? Can I give a shout-out at this minute? Um, Go ahead. Doc Turbo is kind of pissed off. They've, they've hit Surely not. So he's going to turn back and say, You jump up there, here, and swap some seat with me. I'm going to teach these varmints a lesson. Okay, so Doc is going to climb okay. out of the driver's seat. Is that right? Yeah. While traveling at 70 miles an hour. Well, he's going to request that. Oh, I know. but right. So, yeah, so Jack will, like, dash up to the front <laughs> in a mad, thaw, a mad pelt and try and vault into and the You can see the over. veins in his head popping. I'm going to be exceptionally generous. This is going to be, Jack is going to have to make an immediate driving check. Okay. I'm only going to give you a one-step penalty. <laughs> but <I'm> amazed <laughs> because yeah you're you're trying to jump in and take over <laughs> a moving war rig uh midstream that actually looks pretty good from That's... here 
That's ex- excellent. Ex- that's my standard. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly the number. <laughs> so, yeah, the war rig, like, it starts to lose speed. And with the... I, part of it's not... I'm just... I'm not counting in the penalty from it being damaged because you're not actually trying to do anything other than just get a hold of the wheel. Right. So, count yourself lucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the war rig, you, you do lose speed as you slide in, but you you manage to bring it out straight as as uh, as Doc just goes storming Ooh, towards the back of the uh, that eleven back was of the rig. Exactly my target. Number. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, um. uh, all right, so all right, you know what? We'll just move it around to Doc. I'm gonna pull out my flamethrower. Technically, they should go first, but you know what? I'm just gonna move it around the Doc. Doc's gonna pull out his flamethrower. All right, so that is going to cost you an impulse. Yep. So we'll say that, you know, instead of moving down two, we'll we'll do that. The enemy war rig, it's their turn. Yeah. And they're going. They know you're. They know you've taken some damage. They're going to try and do a ram. Okay. At this point, though, instead of coming up and ramming you behind, they swing off to the side because they are somewhat faster than you. Not dramatically. It's sort of an elephant race, but they. They do get up next to you, particularly because you lost speed as you were switching positions. And they're trying to do the same thing that you did to the motorcycles. They're using all their weight and just slamming into the side of the bus. Okay. So you're going to have to make a drive check, and it's going to be a one-point penalty because of the damage to the bus. Right. You're making an opposed drive check with them. They get a bonus, so... Nope. Well, lucky for you, even with the bonus, I got an eight. So what did you get? I got a four. Honestly, they still fail. Yeah. So that you basically swap paint. <laughs> I mean, they come in, you move so a little too slow. Each other, right? like, yeah, you you, you kind of start to move the side, but you move too slow. So they hit, but you're still moving away. So you just hear this god awful screeching of metal, and then you part ways again. They have muscular ladies' hair, uh, and, uh, and you're just you're roaring along down this highway. You can see you're you're actually getting reasonably close to Spokane because you see one of the bridges is coming up. So uh, we'll move it around to dock. I am going to torch the hell out of that vehicle. They are right beside us now. Okay. I, am, I am lighting them up. It is time to, to put an end to this kind of nonsense. And uh, like you said, they've got like the the bars and stuff like that well it, the whole thing is armored and it's very similar to what abigail has around the driver's compartment yeah like it the the cab of the suv is still intact but like over all the windows they put heavy steel grates so they, essentially but there is places where flames could oh absolutely through. exactly <laughs> uh, so, so there is a war boy still on your rig and he's going to try and interfere uh, he can try and interfere i'm pissed off <laughs> <laughs> so he is going to try and uh and reduce your success level He's gonna do. It. He's gonna try and counter your uh, your attack. That's basically he's swatting with his war club at the at your flamethrower okay. to try and throw your aim off. I'm trying to read my character sheet. And here. for you, it should be a heavy weapons. Uh, it is a heavy weapon. I'm not check. gonna assess you a penalty because it's right there because it just tried to ram you mm-hmm. and succ- and failed to do so. <laughs> so. So you're giving me a penalty. I am not no. giving you a penalty. You're not giving nope. me a penalty. He's going to except for whatever happens with the war boy, but not. You know, the, the SUV is literally right next to you. For the love of God, roll high. That's a 10, which succeeds. But I also get my plus four, and I'm going to use my hero point. So I'm going to improve <laughs> that to a plus six. For the love of God. Well, now, with your hero point, you could just... I, uh, you can actually just... 
improve oh, okay. your average to an excellent. Okay, so I've improved to an excellent, plus I'm going to add my... Yeah, I mean, go ahead and roll your bonus dice, see where you end up. Two, so that would that would just, even if it was an excellent at 15, it would be a 17. Yeah, so, but you can still use your hero point and bump it from an average success to an excellent it's success. It's an excellent. So, all right. that's going to sting a little bit, because that thing does a lot of damage, yes, and it, it has a blast radius, which means it's going to catch the guys on the grenade launcher. Yes, yep. it is. So, Any chance it's going to set those grenades up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got some firepower. Shit. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, all right. Well, roll your damage for the SUV, which is going to be 2d8, because that's the primary part of the blast. I want to say that the other two guys are in the outer band, so they're going to take the d8 that of damage. Now, one of them's already hurt. Right. And there, I, I will say, yes, there is a straight-up possibility of the grenade cooking off. 11 damage. To the SUV? To the SUV. Okay. It... It looks like maybe the driver's blind because of the napalm stuck to the windshield. <laughs> because, yeah, it starts to swerve. Okay. They're obviously having trouble controlling. Roll your D8 against the uh, two guys in the back. Was that 1D8 or 2? Uh, for them, it's 1D8. That's a 4. Okay. I'm going to let you get a separate roll against the grenade launcher. I just want to know... I just want to know how much... That's an 8. I looked out on that one. Nice! I'm Very good at the flame nice. He's pissed off. The rage and fury is pummeling through this thing. And he says, You leave my Abigail alone, you dirty scoundrels. <laughs> He's a gentleman. Uh-huh. He's still not going to curse in front of his women. So you hose this thing down. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys are traveling at 70 miles an hour <laughs> towards this bridge. You just hose this SUV from bumper to bumper. The guys in the back catch fire. One of them immediately just crumples. The one that was shot earlier. And then you hear... Boom! As the remaining grenades in the back go off. <laughs> and the SUV has already... He, you could tell he was having trouble steering because of the flame across the windshield. He starts to fishtail back and forth just as you're coming up on this bridge. Why? Because it's dramatically appropriate. And... Because he can't see, he can't correct. This SUV slams into the end of the the bridge abutment, essentially, and cartwheels. It flips over, bounces down the railing on the side of the bridge, just hits end over end in this flaming spiral, and then goes off the bridge and out of sight, and you just hear this echoing crunch from down below. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slam on the gas, shoot us across the bridge, be like, we're going to Spokane. You just stay, stay, stay. Oh, God. He's going to turn around with the flamethrower. It's out of gas to the last word boy. And he goes, you can join your friends or you can get off here. <laughs> yeah, he's not even going to try. He, he, uh, the bridge isn't very long, so he does actually wait just that pause till he gets off the other end of the bridge and aims for the sandy pits. <laughs> but yeah, he turns and he, rather than being set on, potentially set on fire, he leaps over the side. Walks up next to Davery. No ticket. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just had to do that. Of course you did. It's a beautiful lane. Oh. All right, so from here on out, you're, you're close. And the walls of Spokane are a welcome sight. Uh, Fortified Town stands in the middle of an old ruined city surrounded by a wide belt of raised buildings and hard scrabble farm plots. 
Uh, the warriors guarding the town gate scramble to defensive positions when you approach, but once you get close enough, they can see you're not uh, not marauders. So that you hear this this cheer. You know, it's Elberg. They got through. They're here, and they they you know haul the gates open as you're smoking, sparking. <laughs> Somewhat damaged rig comes through, <laughs> but you make it in, and you're immediately taken to see the Lord Mayor. They, you know, and a, a group of doctors. You know, they immediately take the serum yeah, from you and hand him the case. And, you know, and, and rush it off. Grabs and, the, mayor, uh, the mayor by the collar and says, "Where's your nearest guide?" <laughs> they, they do. You know, they, they do take you to a garage. They they help you repair the war rig. They better. <laughs> take me to a bar. <laughs> and they, they do, they show you, you know, they they show that they've made good on part of their bargain. They show, you know, the, the, the trade goods and everything that they've got ready for Elberg, you know, when they're ready to send a, a caravan to come pick them up and everything. So at this point, you know, you guys repair Abigail. You head back to Elberg. Past the flaming wreckage of your enemies. <laughs> At this point, the journey back's pretty uneventful because everyone's dead. <laughs> you get back. The dean, he actually, you know, he lives up to his end of the end of the deal. Can I ask a question? Sure. Is uh, is it skin? What was the dude called? The Rat Skinner. Rat Skinner. Rat Skinner. Hasn't been seen since uh, right around the time you guys left. Yeah, Weird so that. He's going to turn around and say, Rat Skinner shows up. You put him in my direction. <laughs> but now, of course, you know, the Scabland Horror is going to be looking for those guys that carved up one of their gangs. So, uh, Just yeah, I was directing the mayor, like, get my get my boat out of impound, throw my cargo on it, turn to Doc. Doc, made a hell of a show. Think you might be able to, uh, think you might be able to spare some time to head up river with me for a bit? Of course. And there... We will end Thunder Run. Woo! All right. In in somewhat heavy metal fashion. Witness me! Uh All right. So you guys have reached the end of the adventure, and as usual, that means it's time to level up. Ah. Or, as they call it in in, uh, alternative, hero advancement. But they still use levels, so... so we're still here. All right. So I'll I'll run through this real quick. So alternity isn't... As you guys might have noticed, your first level characters, they're, yes. but they're fairly competent. Yeah. I mean, Doc Turbo is a, basically a master mechanic at, at first level. Right. The system's not really oriented towards the kind of traditional zero to hero thing. You're, you're intended to start out being fairly competent. Okay. Uh, and the leveling arc is generally considered to run from level one to level 10. Okay. So it's got a, it's got a smaller band. Uh, yeah. It's sort of, it's sort of so. compressed a little bit. Now, how, how fast you level is a little bit of GM's fiat. And they straight up say it's basically decided when the GM thinks is appropriate. So there's not there's no experience points awarded or anything for that. Their recommendation is you complete two or three short adventures or one medium sized adventure. Mm-hmm. So their general guideline is every three to six game sessions, but that's entirely up to the GM's discretion. Like for example, I would call Thunder Run technically is a short adventure, right? By the by the scenes, but you know you did a lot. And I think it's perfectly reasonable after something like that to level up, even if we weren't doing it for the podcast. Right. So, okay. So, you know, I, like I say, cinematic, I like that because it does keep, like I say, the, the compressed level and mm-hmm. the GM doing it when you, when you just kind of have everyone agrees on it. I feel like 
and also having your characters be a little competent when they come out, it, it feels much more cinematic. And yeah. maybe that's just because we played a very definite Mad Max pastiche, <laughs> but but this felt more like like I said, yeah. like a, like a you big weren't you weren't having spectrum. to find yourself halfway through the adventure. You were you were learning like yeah from the get go. You know, like it makes sense. If I'm a mechanic, I should be able to fix my vehicle. If I'm if it's my vehicle, I should be able to drive it. Those standards, like, yeah, you're, you're standardly you're, good. You're not going to get you know you're not going to do the standard first level old school D D wizard. I've got four hit points. I'm and one spell, yeah. and I'm done for the day. I cast identify. I'm out for twenty four hours, <laughs> assuming I don't get hit by a random goblin arrow and die. You know, so yeah, I'm better than this at a higher level. Please. Yeah, your characters are broadly concerned. You're heroes. Yeah, you start as heroes. Right. You don't start as heroes. You start as heroes. So I like that. Uh, now, as far as when you gain a uh, level, you gain a new talent. That's one of the big things. So right. your talents are, you know, sort of like your uh, shoot and stab for yeah. Captain Jack or combat driving. It's those special little abilities that give you bonuses in different situations. So you get a new one every time you uh, you level up. Right on. You get a new talent. You also get five skill points. Okay. That's... And it's a one for one for buying skills. The one the stricture is the maximum number of skill points you can get on a, any given skill is four. Plus your current level. Okay, so for for in this case, since we've just now got up to second level, mm-hmm. so the maximum we can have is six Correct. ranks in something. So like Doc started with a five in mechanics because he had dumped four skill points into it. He was first level. Uh, or Well, he dumped five skill points into it, but he was first level, so that's the max. Same thing, he could bump it up to six at this level. The overall maximum for a skill, it tops out at ten skill points. And that's to keep you from basically never being able to fail. So if you have, for example, an attribute of six, because six is the average human maximum for most things. Mm-hmm. The scale runs to ten, but that's usually considered to be things that aren't human. Okay. You know, for example, a Wookiee might have a strength of eight or nine, as opposed to a human having a strength of six. Or if you've got cybernetics or exactly. something. Exactly. Like right, but your average sense. human band is like three to six, more or less. All right. And you're hero, so you're sort of at the upper end of that band. So you can use those points. Can you put those points into your uh the like strength? Intelligence, agility, focus, vitality, or personality? No, the, you're not. You don't really buy stats okay. in that way. So now do there your are stats ways are permanent. They are. That is one of those things that kind of depends on campaign setting. So, for you know, for example, like he said, cybernetics. Yeah, absolutely. You could probably improve your stats that way. Certainly, you could probably argue that maybe you could buy a talent. That would okay. improve your stat. I could certainly yeah. see that. I'd have to look. I don't think there's any of those in there, but I might be. I might have missed that okay. portion of it. But just as a as a standard spend points to buy attributes, not so much. And a little bit of that is, is kind of the assumption that you kind of are what you are. Yeah. I mean, you're you're not really going to get more intelligent. You might get stronger. I mean, that, that but, ca- again kind of makes sense if you're going for the cinematic because John McClane never really got stronger. He just got more experienced with dealing with Gruber brothers. Yeah, yeah, he never went. He didn't take steroids and hit the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so John McClane takes steroids, hits the gym. But it's for me, that would be very much one of those things I could see being camp- based on the campaign specific campaign yeah. setting. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you were doing like a more Gonzo post apocalyptic thing with mutations, you know, or you know, like if you're saying something like Fallout, and you suddenly become a ghoul. Or a super mutant, suddenly your stats have just shifted because you're no longer human. That makes sense. That sort of thing. And, you know, I may very well have missed something. I've not had as much time as I would like to read the rule book. So it's possible I missed a talent or something, but just at its core, no. It's not really inbuilt to improve your stats. Okay. In that manner. 
Now, one other thing that I do like is when you level up, you can retrain. Okay. okay. And what that is, is if there's something you don't like for, about your character or it's not relevant anymore, so you can refocus. So, for example, when you gain a level, you can actually swap an existing talent. So you can for, basically forget an existing talent and put a new one in its place. Oh, nice. Just just straight up. So, like, for me, like, if I decided that shoot and stab wasn't really that worthwhile because I don't tend to do, like, a lot of mob ups, mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, nah, you know what? It's, I'd, I'd rather be, I'd rather hang out with Doc and get a, a mechanics talent. Yeah. yeah. Or combat driving. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you could say, yeah, you know what? I'm, I don't do this. I'm going to go with, I'm going to hang out with Doc, learn how to combat drive, and you swap that talent out. Very cool. Simple enough. You also get a, you can do sort of the same thing with skills. Uh, you can remove up to two skill points from an existing skill and move them around. That is awesome. So, you know, if you decide, you know what? We've already got two mechanics. I really don't need to be the second mechanic in this group. I just, I'm not using that skill. It doesn't make any sense. You take two points out of it, you shift it over to something else. That is awesome because I can't tell you the number of times I've made like Pathfinder or D&D characters and like sunk points into them or bought a spell or mm-hmm. just, you know, made a, a you know, at this level, I'm going to multi-class and just hated that mistake from then on. Yeah. But, I, but you're stuck with it. Yeah. A lot of systems have what I generally tend to call newbie traps because there's it's something that maybe looks good on the surface, but mechanically it's not great right. or it comes up so rarely that you never use it. And like you said, in a lot of systems, then you're stuck with it. Yeah. There's yeah. not really a retraining mechanic, particularly for like feats. Or in or talents in most systems, and you're stuck. Right, like in a three or three, uh, three five or a Pathfinder example. Like you know, I put four points into bluff. Well, it turns out because I don't have a charisma bonus, that's just a terrible waste of points. I'm yep. never going to succeed, so I just wasted those points where I could have spent them on something useful. Yep, and this allows you to kind of to shift around so you don't feel trapped. I think in the that's, in the way you do in some systems. That's very cool, and just sometimes, like as you play your characters, your your personality changes. Like, yeah. You yeah. realize, oh, I I don't really want to be the brawler. I want to be the the sensitive guy who's like the. You know, I don't want to be the thing. I want to be the beast. Like I want to be the <laughs> smart guy who's actually tough. Yeah. So, and it, it, like I said, it allows you as the campaign goes on. It sort of lets your character evolve and change with the campaign. Right. You know, it's like, you know, if you're in a campaign where you've been fighting. To use a fantasy example, you're in a campaign where you've been fighting undead the whole time and you've focused your character on fighting undead. Well, now you're suddenly fighting orcs and all those skills and talents and abilities you had are pretty much trash. Detect undead doesn't work anymore when orcs are alive. Are those orcs dead yet? Are they can you kill yet? them so I can see them? <laughs> and, you know, like I said, as you were saying, it keeps you from being stuck should the campaign shift focus because as a gm that happens i mean i may i may start with a an idea in my mind mm-hmm. but that may not be what it ends up as as right. the, you know no no plan survives contact with the players exactly <laughs> and i guess we've kind of got a little far afield but i think that honestly i think for most of us that's probably our our critical hit is the flexibility a little bit yeah just mm-hmm. kind of seeking into that i think that's probably one of my i think one of the really good things it has going for it is that flexibility to shift your character yeah like because like i said like as you as you play and you get a vibe and everyone kind of feels out their play style then yeah you get to even it's not too late to build the character you want to play even if you're three months into the game yeah and i mean you know as we kind of seeged into that straight from level advancement is there any other stuff that you guys really enjoyed out of the system that really hit for you besides the 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 advancement the vehicle combat (laughs) it was simple 
it was good and it was yeah. like it made sense like it wasn't like i could attack while driving like it wasn't like i'm driving all i have to do is focus on not crashing my car <laughs> like it's now i could ram things i could move i can do other stuff it made me feel like i was more of taking part in it than i was just mm-hmm. i think i got more kills than you did <laughs> probably so yeah and i mean there is some you can add some additional complications to it a little bit if you want because they do cover you know a little bit like it's some stuff i didn't bother with like matching you know making rolls to match speed but they're not really core to it no the core to it is your your kind of your opposed driving checks for ramming and and escaping and that sort of thing and i'm kind of interested to see because the the vehicle rules in the core book they're there and that's what i mean that's what we use it's just the core vehicle rules i'm kind of interested to see what they do in space? Yeah, like when they, because they are inevitably, uh, there are plans for a sci-fi setting. You know, Alternity made its bones, its very first big campaign setting was Star Drive. And that's a big sort of far future, sort of Star Wars almost level tech thing. So you've got, you know, space fighters and, you know, tramp freighters and capital ships and all of that. So yeah, I am interested to see as they do some of these supplements and whatnot, how that evolves. Yeah. You know, or is it going to stay kind of as flowing or, which, you know, for most small ships, it probably is, but you get to a crude ship that has multiple weapon systems. Yeah. You know, still gonna... if you're not careful, it can get complicated. Right. So yeah. I'm interested to see how they handle that going forward. All right. Yeah. My, uh, my hit is also kind of my miss. Okay. Uh, it's the, the uh, normal, excellent. Oh, and stellar. stellar. I, I like, having that opportunity that like every hit a crit like mm-hmm. that sort of thing like there's always an opportunity for you to do really well and it's not like like D D or any of those where you have to roll a natural 20 no you just have to roll well yeah but by the same token it's it's a little fiddly to keep track of yeah i can see that and, and that's again might be one of those things that just the more you get comfortable with the system like that's just first first game jitters yeah and as you get keep going it's fine but it's not like every time it's not like oh if you get a 15 to 20 or a 10 to 15 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it always varies depending on your skill level in that particular skill. So you're never, you're never always, you're never consistently hitting a target number. Mm-hmm. You're hitting some sort of fluctuation. Yeah. And I mean, it is nice that on the character sheet, they do have basically three slots next to each skill. So you can record that target right. number, but yeah, I can see that particularly in the heat of it, you might forget that that was actually an excellent success as opposed to an average or, you know, particularly when you factor in the modifiers, I can sort of see, yeah, you might, might, it might be a little hard to keep track of. Right. You've got to keep referring back to the character sheet over and over and over. Yeah. As opposed to being able to keep it kind of in your mind. I do think, I I do agree though. I think that's one of those things that as you get used to it and you get used to that because the target is always your, your, your base skill plus five is excellent or is an excellent success plus 10 is stellar. Right. So it's always consistent, but it's only consistent based off of whatever your average, your base skill focus is. Yeah, so. And so, yeah, I think it's one of those things that, yeah, when you get more used to it, it'll probably flow more. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, particularly, it, you know, kind of finding our way through it a little bit, it it's a little fiddly. So, But I, I do agree that's probably one of those things that smooths out as you get experience with it. Yeah, I think so. So on that on that note, I mean, well, that was your miss, unless you have another another <laughs> no, big one. It. But was... I can see that, uh, Andrew. I mean, I know what mine is. Um, I think for me, the way the skills are laid out, okay. they kind of they're a bit spread out, but they also overlap a lot. 
So, so like duplicate things that could be combined under one skill, maybe. Yeah, you could uh, you could narrow them down because there's I think it's there's sixteen on one side, so it's like thirty four <laughs> of them. Yeah, and that that's actually a great point. Like we kind of veered into uh, we we kind of slightly got off topic when we were trying to puzzle out your heavy weapon versus energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you're like, well, it's kind of both, but maybe not. I think the reason they did that is because this is supposed to be maybe not quite a universal system, but it's more of a base system. I don't, I don't think they explicitly say it, but I think the expectation is that because this is multi-genre, yeah. there are going to be situations where you need to have the skills broken out that way. So, for example, post-apocalyptic, I have firearms... And I have crossbows. And just because I know how to use a crossbow does not necessarily mean I know how to use a firearm. Whereas in, for example, or, you know, or a modern setting for that matter. Yeah. I mean, I know how to fire a rifle. I might hurt myself if I tried to use a bow. I could probably use a crossbow, but not as effectively. I can see in certain campaigns compressing those so that, like you said, I don't need multiple weapon types so maybe that's you know. like a success and a failure it is super flexible but maybe a bit too flexible maybe if they had like alternative sci-fi alternative mm-hmm. like if they had the diff- not even changing the game just changing the character sheets mm-hmm. so you could simplify well your character and sheet. in the first edition of this they kind of did that yeah so because different campaign settings would actually have different skills so for example the dark matter campaign setting which is all modern horror sort of conspiracy X-Files type stuff. Okay. You had some specific, like, conspiracy-related skills that might relate to, like, cryptids or something that you're not going to find in, like, the Star Drive campaign setting. Or, like, your your fantasy game isn't going to have a bureaucracy skill. but the yeah. Other not, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And I think it's sort of the... Sort of the flaw of having to be the core book. Yeah. Because they wanted to put it all in there. I and, can see that. You know, once you get out into the campaign setting... You know, it'll probably have a tweaked skill list. Yeah. You know, like, for example, extreme sports. Even in the course book, i got to be honest, guys, I don't know what use I have for an extreme sports skill that Wait. I couldn't cover with athletics you or acrobatics. You know when you're playing that, that ski RPG where you're <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> down a hill. Tony Hawk, the that, RPG. That's what I was just about to say. If I'm playing Tony Hawk in uh, Thunder Run, then yeah. But then you're going to put all your stats in extreme... Everyone's going to have all their stats in extreme sports. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I can kind of see, like... Or like dodge and acrobatics. Yeah. For example, I can see combining those. I can also see leaving them split because your ability to get out of the way from being shot, to hit the dirt when you're being shot at is not your ability to be a gymnast. I, so I can kind of see it both ways. And I think I think it's going to have to focus or grow depending on the campaign setting. Yeah, yeah. I can see and that. And I think we're kind of running into, like I said, the the core book problem. That they kind of have to put everything in the kitchen sink in there. Right. And once you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen that a lot in like... Hero and GURPS yeah. and, and other like universal systems of like you say it's just it's it's yeah, kind of it's, it's kind of a weakness of the genre I guess or yeah. or lack of genre. Right. <laughs> For me, it's it's the initiative. I That's mean, kind of my critical failure, and I think the problem with it is is it requires it very much requires a visual aid to keep straight because of the way you shift around your actions. See, right. I agree with that, but I agree with it so much. I put it in my sanity check. That was the one element that I find like jarred I, the system. Like yeah. at first I thought it was good. And then over time, especially doing that end boss fight, mm-hmm. it became exceptionally awkward. Well, I think for me, I don't think it's I don't think it's reached the point of a sanity check for me because it's I don't think it's 
completely out of left field per se. Yeah. Because it does hark back to some other RPGs. And it does, in fact, hark back to the original Alternity where you went in bands, but they weren't quite as fiddly. Right. You might In the original, you went based off of success level, which did work a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't... You didn't shift around in the same manner. And I think what makes this confusing is you might start at the first impulse, but then you don't act again until the fourth impulse, and then you do something else... And you, but you act on the sixth impulse, and it's just once the initial initiative is fine. Once you start moving around, particularly when you have a large combat like that vehicle combat, it becomes really easy to lose track. And they do have a chart in the core rulebook. They have a little chart. It almost looks like a uh, Monopoly board yeah. that runs one through eight on one side, then one through eight on the other. Honestly. That needs to be a PDF you can print out from the website or from the back appendix of the book. Well, can, right. I, can I also put one thing up there? That, that, that Think about how many combatants you had in that last combat. Mm-hmm. And that combat was built that way, right? Oh, yeah. You can yeah. edit it or anything like that. So <laughs> there were eight bikers. That was three. actually slightly a mistake on mine. As written, there were four. Okay. But I misread it, ah. <laughs> and then I wasn't going to backtrack on it. So that's when the second set but, showed up. But still, think about it this way: there's three people. Uh, there's technically two. If you count them, was there was the two combatants with the gun and the one, the one mm-hmm. driver. So that's two, right? Then the the four bikers, right? Mm-hmm. Then the two people on the other cars, the two on the other squad cars. Well, that's like, part of the reason I was doing grouped initiatives. Like yeah. the bikers and their passenger were one initiative. Yeah, uh, and that sort of thing. But yeah, it, like I said, it, it gets a lot of moving pieces, mm-hmm. and I think it absolutely requires a visual aid. Yeah, I mean, even if it's absolutely. not the chart in the book, something where you know a stick with colored clothespins on it or a, a whiteboard right. that you can put it on. I, I don't like the absolute requirement real that I feel is an absolute requirement to have a visual aid to yeah, track initiative. Because really thinking about it, like like I had said that the dowel with the clothespins, but then yeah. I was thinking about it, like that's not even going to really work because. Like I said, everyone fluctuates so much depending on how many impulses they're spending, depending on what they're doing. So, like, if you're shooting your crossbow, that's three impulses. But if you're shooting your flamethrower, it's, it's four. four and then, like, if you're loading, it's a one. And you, so, yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. keep kind of cycling through. You're not going to just stay at, like, one, five, eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do like the, the I guess, the core idea of, yeah, of, of the combat shifting and flowing. Right. Well, like, exactly like I mentioned, like you have five people who have the same initiative, but they're doing different things. So they're all moving at different times. Mm-hmm. I like that in theory, but in practice, yeah. It, it's it, it kind of hard to keep up with. It also doesn't allow you to plan. Like if you're planning out your move for the next one, like if somebody doesn't do a four initiative or a three initiative or a two initiative, mm-hmm. like say they do something it just throws so many more things into the way you're supposed to be thinking between your turns. Well, and to be fair, I that's one of those things I think you could argue is either an advantage or disadvantage of the system. Yeah. Because yeah. the chaos of combat, in given that impulses are two seconds each, yeah. you shouldn't really be planning that much. But right. from yeah. a meta perspective, you want to be able to plan what you're doing. Well, yeah, I can, I can see that point. It's just when you're looking at a sheet to give you what oh, yeah, absolutely. you can make instead of... If I'm in a fight with someone and I pick up a crowbar, I'm just going to repeatedly keep hitting them with a crowbar. It's not that I can also throw fireballs at them, you know? Like it's <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things. Like I said, I can certainly see some people thinking of it as an advantage because it does. It sort of does replicate the chaos of combat, right? Yeah, it's. I think that's going to be like. I don't think that. I think maybe as a sanity check, I would pull it back and say instead of a removing it completely, a re envisionment. 
It, it may be that it needs yeah. some rework. And honestly, I, I do agree with you that it is kind of a critical failure and kind of a sanity check, both. I know what they were going for, and I think it makes a certain amount of sense, but I think it's so hard to keep up with that it kind of breaks the other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do. I sort of agree that, yeah, it is sort of a sanity check issue in that regard, is it kind of breaks the rest of the system a little bit. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I can I can see that. I, and I still lean towards it being more of a failure than a sanity check, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. All right. What about you, Dave? Do you, do you think it was a sanity check or a failure? Um, yeah, I don't be a filthy neutral Dave. That's right. I have a heart full of neutrality. (laughs) I I am going to say, yeah, more, more of a failure because I think it's, I think it bogs things down a little more than you really want it. I know it's meant to replicate high speed combat, but it kind of does the reverse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I get what he, what they were going for. I like the idea of what they were going for. It it is one of those things that maybe with practice, it would do that, but you need so much practice with it that I'm mm-hmm. going to say, like, nah, I, I would rather just see a different way to build that. Yeah, and one thing is with it, because I think the way the impulse system is built, it you can't really effectively change your initiative because then you have to reorder the whole impulse thing, right. particularly when it carries over from round to round. Because if I start an attack on on impulse eight, that carries over into the next round. You know, my actions carry over, which makes it hard to, if you get stuck with a bad initiative like you did, you're stuck with it for the entirety of the action sequence. And if it's a long action sequence like the the car chase, it can be kind of an issue. Even though, I mean, you will always get your chance to act because, you know, it's, it's it's a first in, you know, first out sort of thing. So if you fail you know, and you don't go on impulse one, you're still going first on impulse two. Right. So it at least always gives you a chance to act, but yeah, you're kind of stuck with it. And in a long action sequence, that can be tiresome yeah. potentially. And there's no, I don't think there's a way to really fix that with the impulse system. Just because again, if you allow a reroll to your initiative, suddenly the whole thing shifts again. Yeah. And you're just adding another layer of complexity onto something. So, and it just, I mean, I, I mean, I suppose you could just use it as a, essentially a tiebreaker thing, but yeah, it starts to get complicated in a way I don't like. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's probably, I I think, you know, I don't know if you guys agree, but I think that's probably the single biggest flaw is just the initiative. Yeah, system. yeah. I think that's it. Other than that, like I said, there were parts that I was like, I'm not quite sure how this works, but that was, that even felt while I was confused 100% just, Oh, it's just cause it's an unfamiliar system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not cause it's a bad idea or anything like that. It's just cause it's new. I'll agree with that. I, f- I felt like even though it's a new system, I felt it was comfortable. Like mm-hmm. it yeah. didn't feel like I was like, uh, I don't like, especially me, I don't have enough experience to get this. Like, it's one of those systems that it's it can be easily explained to. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've, I've felt like I knew my character. And I think that's always one of the things I like. If I can know my character by the end of my first playthrough, mm-hmm. like, I'm comfortable with the system. Yeah, I think yeah, the system is fairly straightforward. Once you kind of get used to, the, the like, the success bands, is maybe a little bit of a stumbling block, right. but not an insurmountable one. No, not in slightest. Yeah, I, the only thing... I would really like to see is a rework of the initiative system, but I guess that leads us to the question of, would you guys play it again? Yeah. 100%. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd definitely I, play it again, but I think I would look into fixing the initiative system yeah. somehow. I would I, like to see them in space. I, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I want to see if there's going to be more of a world setting for thunder mm-hmm. run. I'd like to see this into it to do a big 
like you say, a like big space space fantasy or mm-hmm. high sci-fi or whatever. Like I'd like to see all yeah. that. And I got I mean, I will say straight up, the original Alternity was one of my favorite systems back in the day. I mean, I ran a Star Drive campaign for a year and something, like once a week. I mean, as I really enjoyed it. And like I said, there's a lot of stuff I like about the 2017 edition. Just some stuff I got to fix, but I'd absolutely play it again all or right. run it again, as the case may be. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, I guess uh, that was Thunder Run and Alternity 2017. We really enjoyed it quite a bit, and I hope you did too. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, I will see you next week. Yeah. See y'all then. More fun and frolics. Mm. (laughs) And there you have the thrilling conclusion of the Thunder Run. If you liked what you heard, you can find our other episodes on Google Play, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are made. Check us out on nerdsonearth.com. And if you'd like to recommend a game to us, you can let us know at the Fortunes Untold podcast at gmail.com or at Fortunes Untold on Twitter and Facebook. That's all for now, but join us next week. Thanks for listening and roll on. I hate you guys so much right now. I was going to say, I didn't know Taylor Swift was heavy metal. (laughs) It is in this instance. Uh, Everything is if you put it in a a down note.